Oh, good morning. Wow, that was uh, um, amazing, amazing worship. Matt, uh, I think we shook hands once. You rocked. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, entire band. Uh, it's uh, awesome to see each of you here uh, this morning as uh, we, uh, we launch into uh, a, a couple-year journey on this day. Uh, my name's Andy. A special welcome to those of you who are maybe here for the first time or uh, those of you I haven't had the opportunity to meet. Uh, I'm so, so glad that you're here. Uh, you've come in an exciting time in the life of our church. Uh, so exciting. In fact, we're, we're about to embark on a two-year journey of stepping into God's vision for our church in a fresh and, and really a, a renewed kind of a way. So I'm really glad that you're here. Uh, I hope you're able to be here for the next, uh, next few weeks uh, between now and Thanksgiving break. Uh, these uh, five Sundays, um, uh, Mission 1-8 uh, really will be a, a defining time for our church. Oh, Mission 1-8. Isn't that awesome? Uh, you came in, you're like, what's this? Uh, Mission 1-8, maybe you've been reading about it in the newsletter, I hope so. Uh, but Mission 1-8, I just want to let you know, is all about our mission as a church. It's all about inviting people on a journey with Jesus. And, and that's what it's all about. Uh, we're, we're not changing our purpose. Uh, we're not changing the reason we exist as a church. But from time to time, it's important to recast that, that vision and, and, and invite each of us to deeper levels of trust and commitment to God's call on our lives as individuals and as a church. Uh, that's what these next six weeks are all about. And, and because we each want to be ultra clear about uh, our mission, and particularly uh, this Mission 1-8, uh, several folks in our church have been working overtime to provide each of you with one of these. So uh, you will be receiving these uh, as, as the ushers uh, hand them out now. So uh, look around for them. They're, they're coming. They're coming with a, a little Mission 1-8 uh, mission guide. And uh, as they're doing that, I, I want to give a shout out to just a, a couple of folks. Um, uh, Barb and, and Jordan Buck, they're, they're around here. Some, Jordan's actually handing stuff out. Um, uh, also, Becky Lubert, um, uh, the rest of our Mission 1-8 team. Uh, Donna Frankemont, who worked, oh my goodness, you work great on this, Donna. Uh, she's waving. Uh, great job. And the Mission 1-8 thing up there. A lot of folks have given of their time and energy. And in fact, if you're a part, if you were a part of our vision team that met earlier this year, uh, would you mind just standing up? I, I want to acknowledge you for a minute. Uh, vision team, yeah, there's a few of you. Okay, and our, our Mission 1-8 implementation team, and uh, really anybody who's a part of our church council, uh, those of you who are here, can you just stand up? I just want, want to point you out for a minute. There, there are a few of you. Awesome. Uh, th these, yeah, uh, these, these are some of the, the leaders of our church. Um, and, and you can sit down now. I don't want to embarrass you too much. Uh, but uh, they have given of their time and their energy, in some cases, uh, deep emotion, uh, to, uh, to really uh, resource our church, to, to point us in the right direction. Um, and and you, you would, are proud, even if you don't know it, you're, you're proud of the work that they've done. Um, and, and not one of them, not one of them that stood up is, is a member of staff and being paid to do this. Uh, there are so, so many folks in our church uh, give of themselves, and these folks are oftentimes behind-the-scenes folks. So thank you for your service. Uh, your, your church's leadership, if you call Troy United Methodist Church your church home, your church's leadership has been eagerly looking forward to this day, me included. 
uh, for the last several months, uh, we've been looking forward to sharing with you uh, Mission 1-8 um, and invite each of you to be a part of it. Uh, but make no mistake about it, this, this uh, mission is, is Jesus' mission. It's not my mission. I didn't make it up. As great as your leaders are, they didn't make this mission up. Uh, it's not theirs. It's Jesus' mission that he's invited each of us to be a part of. And, and being clear about uh, uh, your church's vision and direction and having a unifying vision is, is of utmost importance. Uh, I mean, many of us have, have maybe seen from a distance or heard uh, or, or some of us maybe unfortunately have been, been part of a church experience uh, where the vision got fuzzy. Where, where before you know it, people stop coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, the church kind of becomes inward focused and you start hearing things, well, I want this and these, these are my needs and you're not meeting them and, uh, and, and you start hearing stuff like that and the church becomes a fortress to defend rather than a force in the world for the gospel. And before you know it, a uh, church has kind of lost its passion and its effectiveness and it's really its fruitfulness. Uh, all because Jesus' vision was replaced by some other vision. Uh, and, and it's not pretty. That's why the Bible says uh, where there is no vision, the, the people perish. And, and when things get fuzzy, when they're not clear, when, they're, when there isn't uh, a vision, the consequences uh, are that, that people miss the, the good news of Jesus Christ. They miss the love of God that can transform their lives. They miss a relationship with him. They miss the forgiveness and the mercy and, and the grace of Jesus. They miss the purpose that, that God created them for. They, they, they miss Jesus. And the unfortunate reality of that is, is that people perish. Not, not just now, but, um, but forever, eternally. Vision is important, and God's mission and vision for his church are vitally important. So, so let's jump into mission 1-8. Open up your, your mission guides. I know some of you are already doing that. I didn't see your eyes because they were like this. Uh, you can't digest this all in, in just a, a moment or two, uh, but, but uh, we're going to uh, work through this uh, somewhat together. So I'd love for you to open it up to uh, page 38. Toward the back, there is a 30-day journey on page, uh, starting on page 37, and the first day is today, October 14th, uh, on page 38. Uh, there's a place for you to take some message notes uh, each week. Uh, definitely do that. You want to make sure that you're clear and jot down any questions that you have. But let's, let's dive into the scripture for today, uh, starting in Acts chapter 1 uh, with verse 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. And before we go any further, I, I, I want to walk through this. I, I just want to point out a couple of things that, that may be common knowledge to some of you, but, but maybe brand new to others of you. Uh, th this book here, uh, the book of Acts, begins by referencing a first book by the same author. Now, uh, this, this author wasn't an original disciple uh, of Jesus, uh, but a disciple who learned about Jesus from the Apostle Paul. And, and the author here is, is a non-Jewish physician named Luke. A any guesses as to what the first book that he wrote he's referencing to? Luke. 
Yeah, okay, that was, that was, that was your easy one <laughs> for the day. Uh, but, uh, but Luke was a detailed, um, in-depth, uh, carefully investigated, documentary-style type of a report of, of Jesus' life. And, and Luke wrote these two books, Luke and Acts, uh, uh, to a guy named uh, Theophilus. Um, now, nobody knows for sure who Theophilus was, but, but many scholars... Um, Many scholars believe that he was um, uh, suspected that he was, uh, high, well, first of all, he was highly honored by Luke, but many suspected that he was the primary underwriter, kind of the, the funding for uh, Paul's, some of Paul's missionary journeys, and particularly the ones that Luke was a part of, maybe even the underwriter of Luke's investigative accounts of Jesus' life. Um, and if that's true, it's a, it's a clear example that, that ministry uh, needs needs those to make it happen uh, through some funding. It, it doesn't happen for free. Uh, in fact, a friend of mine says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Uh, he didn't say that. The Bible uh, says that. But, uh, but he goes on to say, where there is no funding, sometimes the vision perishes. Uh, but, but the passage continues, uh, starting with verse 3 here. Uh, uh, Luke is writing, during the 40 days after Jesus' crucifixion, he appeared to the, the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom. And he replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Jesus was taken up into heaven, and he has not physically returned since. So what I just read here were his last words, and, and that's important. In my, in my Bible, they're, they're in red, you know, the, the red words of Jesus. There, there aren't any more until uh, the, the vision um, in the book of Revelation. Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, these were his last words, and they were very important. And in these final words, he gave his church, his followers, a vision, uh, what they need to be about uh, but the context here is very important. Uh, context, friends, is, is always important, isn't it? Uh, for example, uh, I wasn't here last Sunday. Uh, many of you uh, know that. Pastor Dan uh, led a great uh, worship service. I heard all about the fact that, he, that you all loved his Cardinals jersey, uh, that he brought, uh, balanced things out a little bit. I, I, I even heard a few people wondering if maybe I didn't show up because I was in mourning. 
for, for my Cubs having bowed out in the wild card game. Like, like maybe I couldn't show my face or, or something like that. Well, the truth is uh, we were away celebrating some birthdays with friends and family over the weekend. Had nothing to do with me mourning the Cubs, uh, although I'd mourned. And, and <laughs> truth be told, though, I, I got over it relatively quickly and I jumped on the Brewers bandwagon. Um, I, 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 hope, I hope they win. They've been playing great. They deserve it. Uh, they lost last night, but hey, uh, you know, close game. But, but friends, context matters. You would never catch me wearing a Brewers jersey if the Cubs were still in it. Uh, so, and, and thanks to someone here, I actually um, now have a Cardinals jersey somebody uh, shared with me a little a little gift waiting for me when I returned um, and and I, I tell you what I'll make you I'll make you this promise you don't want to clap yet uh, I'll <laughs> make this promise I if if the Cardinals are ever still in it when the Cubs aren't I'll put this on I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you that may never happen again uh, but when it does, and if it does, I, I, will, uh, I will don uh, the Cardinals jersey. So bring your cameras if ever that happens. Uh, but, but the point is, context matters. And, and the, the context for Jesus' last words in which he reveals his vision, his direction for the church, comes immediately after his disciples uh, offer up and promote an alternative vision. I'll read it again. Verse 6, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? You know, this was a common theme in the gospel accounts of Jesus' life, the, the theme that his disciples just didn't get it. They didn't get their, the purpose that Jesus had. Uh, they thought that the Messiah was going to restore uh, their, their, the kingdom of Israel, re restore the throne to Israel, and, and cast off their Roman oppressors. And even after Jesus told them otherwise for three years, repeatedly in different ways, and even after his death and his resurrection, uh, uh, they, they still had the restoration of, of Israel's kingdom as their vision for their future. And Luke says they kept asking Jesus about it. But Jesus told them, he said, look, that's, that's going to happen when I return. The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. In other words, stop asking. Those of you who are parents, you have kids <laughs> perpetually asking for stuff. Jesus is saying, stop asking. That's not my vision for you. Don't worry about that. That's a peripheral thing. That's not the main thing. And, and the main thing I have, this is the most important vision I have for your life. And, and here it is. And he follows up. This is immediately afterwards. And this is uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It's the foundation. It's where the 1-8 comes from. This is the foundation of, of this series and really uh, our next two years. Jesus told them this. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is Jesus' mission for his church. 
And, and friends, this is, this is a verse to memorize. As I said, uh, this is, this is uh, the foundation of, of what we're to be about as a church. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And what are you going to do with that power? You're going to be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, even to the ends of the earth. Jesus is saying, getting married is not my vision for you. Having kids and giving them a great life and education, uh, that's not my vision for you. Uh, having a great career is not my vision for you. Retiring comfortably isn't my vision for you. Even having good health and living a long life isn't my vision for you. These are all wonderful things, and they could be a part of your future, but that's not my number one priority for your life. Jesus says, be my witnesses. Tell people about me everywhere, even to the ends of the earth. That's my plan. That's my mission that I'm giving to you, and you should be about that mission until I come again. Don't ever stop. You know, just a, a month ago, uh, right here in this room, we had uh, a, an amazing baptism Sunday, which some of you were, were a part of uh, firsthand. It, it was, it was a, a, a little glimpse of heaven. But we're not going to stop there. Uh, our Journey Kids ministry is, is busting at the seams, uh, but we're not going to stop. Uh, we've just launched several new journey groups and had just dozens of new people get connected to journey groups. In fact, the ones here on Sunday morning, are there's no more room for them to grow. Uh, but we're not going to stop gathering people into community. Uh, last December, we're coming up on the holidays again. Last December, we gave away over $15,000 to the work of God beyond uh, our church. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the beginning. You know, Jesus' mission 1-8 never was, is supposed to end with us. He still calls us to be his witnesses and to tell people about him everywhere until he comes again. And, and Jesus hasn't come back yet, uh, so we're not off the hook. We keep going, not so we can build a huge church, but so that we can be faithful to Jesus. Uh, he, he gave this vision to us that we, those of us who have been saved by his grace, that we would be witnesses of of by the power of his spirit in us, that we would reach widely and invite more and more people on a journey with Jesus here in our church, um, in our broader community and around the world. That is Jesus' vision for his followers. Amen? Uh, and Troy United Methodist Church, here's the awesome thing. Uh, I mean, you've been doing this for generations. Uh, those of you who have been around uh, for generations, you, you all have been doing this. You've been living this out for decades. Thank you. It just doesn't stop. We, we, we can't stop. Uh, our, our goal for Mission 1-8 is that we as a church would, would never stop reaching widely and, and giving generously. Uh, this week, we're focusing on reaching widely, being, being witnesses of Jesus and what that looks like in broad, sweeping strokes for us as a church community over the next couple of years. And then next week, we'll focus on the second part, uh, giving generously. And then over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to hear um, a, a lot more about both. Uh, but I want to spend the next few minutes walking through what it looks like for us as a church, what our vision team has, has felt God say are the next steps of, of us as a church reaching widely in, in our uh, community and world. What, in other words, what is Mission 1-8 and how does it line up with the vision that Jesus laid out in Acts chapter 1, verse 8? 
Well, uh, Jesus told his followers that they were to be his witnesses. In, in Acts 1.8, he told them, starting in Jerusalem, then throughout Judea, in Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And here's, here's a, a little bit of a map that maybe uh, will, will help you kind of visualize uh, the, the geography. But let's start with Jerusalem. Uh, Jerusalem there is at the very bottom uh, of the map, but um, uh, Israel actually extends even further to the south there. But uh, Jerusalem, for the earliest disciples, was where they currently were at. I mean, that's where Jesus, and however he did it, ascended into heaven. Uh, they, were, they were in Jerusalem, and everything that... Uh, uh, it's the ministry that they had already been about, the place where they were most familiar, the, the place where they had the most connections, where they felt uh, most comfortable. For us, our vision team identified that Jerusalem were, was what we were currently doing, uh, our current local ministries, everything that we're already uh, all about and, and those things that are bearing fruit. Uh, now, we don't want to stop doing what we've been doing that has been bearing fruit in order to do something new or different. That's not the idea of our Mission 1-8. There are great things happening around here. We want to keep offering uh, relevant and inspiring worship in both uh, traditional and modern styles. Uh, we want to continue to provide community uh, for people to, to get connected to and belong to and, and opportunities for people to grow in community. Uh, we want to uh, continue offering ministry and outreach to people of all ages, uh, starting with the youngest folks and, and uh, to uh, children and youth and, and young adults and, and uh, uh, you know, I don't know what you call middle age folk, uh, uh, seniors, whatever, everything in between. We want, we, we want to continue providing ministry and outreach to people of all ages. We want to continue using the God-given facilities that we have been blessed with, that many of you have sacrificed to make happen as a tool for ministry. And folks, these facilities are used all the time. I've got this little app on my phone where I can like look at the security cameras. And so sometimes from home, I just like, who's at the church building now? And I'll just kind of look and there's like always somebody here doing something. Uh, God, God has blessed us. Uh, we want to continue to provide loving and encouraging care uh, for everyone who's a part of our uh, church family and even those who are indirectly connected to our church family. We, we want to keep connecting with people and welcoming them into community, helping them get connected and involved and belong, and, use, and then learn how to use their gifts to be a blessing to others uh, as we together love God and love people. But we don't want to stop those most important things. Uh, we, we have a lot of strengths. Um, our, our church is, is really bearing a lot of fruit, and, and we shouldn't take that for granted. So a huge part of Mission 1-8 is to keep that but we don't want to stop there. Uh, we, we, don't, we wanted to keep moving out and, and planning for uh, what comes next. Enter Judea. Judea, uh, for Jesus' followers, was the region uh, that encompassed Jerusalem. It was, uh, just, it was made up of the same kind of people. They had the same culture. They were Jewish people with the same culture. Uh, witnessing in Judea for them meant uh, kind of uh, expanding their ministry uh, a bit, but not really changing it, uh, just making more room for more people. And that's exactly what Judea is for us, uh, expanding what we're currently doing uh, to make more room for more people, uh, people like we're already connecting with and already reaching. Uh, so our vision team has been really clear 
uh, about our need to continue reaching widely um, in similar ways to what we've already been doing. Um, and that, that includes uh, this. First, uh, we've already kind of got a jump start on expanding our uh, children's ministry uh, this year by, by doubling staff hours and expanding our volunteer team, uh, redesigning some of the space to promote safety and, and fun and learning. Uh, we, we've seen our kids' attendance uh, take off even more, and it was already growing. You know, since Labor Day, we've had a Journey Kids' attendance of over 70 each week. It just keeps getting bigger. It's kind of it's like exciting, but, but scary all at the same time. Uh, but but uh, to grow our youngest followers, we'll need an ongoing investment. In fact, um, uh, a couple simple ways that you can support our Journey Kids ministry right now. Um, make invitations to our annual tent and and treat a fall festival on October 31st. And I tell you what, when you're at the grocery store and you're buying like, you know, it is Pastor Appreciation Month and you're buying sweet tarts, um, and sour stuff uh, for your pastor, grab another bag and, and drop them off at the church building. Uh, the, the one for the, uh, right outside the, the kids' area, there's a, a receptacle where you can collect those, uh, where they're, they're collecting candy for a tent and treat. But, uh, uh, but those are ways that you can practically uh, support the kids' ministry. Now, really don't get me any, any candy. Uh, but I, I don't need it. <laughs> I'll just steal it from the kids. Uh, but... Uh, you, you may have also noticed that, that you know, Sunday mornings, we're seeing more and more people who, who we don't recognize, who are, who are first-time guests, um, uh, new to our church. And we have done, uh, over the last several months, a great job of improving some of our uh, hospitality and, and welcoming people who are newer to the church uh, and once they walk in the doors uh, for the first time. And thank you to all those who have invested in making that possible. But, uh, but we need to invest a, a little bit more in signage, uh, particularly outdoor signage uh, for parking and entrances. I think sometimes those of us who are uh, regulars of the church here, we forget how confusing it can be uh, to, to uh, have multiple worship services and multiple entry points and multiple parking lots. It is way confusing um, <laughs> uh, for someone who's coming for the first time if they have ne aren't coming like on the elbow of somebody else who's showing them the, the directions. Uh, but, uh, but also with our uh, attendance increases and seeing more great, reach, uh, great outreach and ministry happening, uh, we've recognized that it's difficult to continue reaching widely uh, without also expanding our staff team. Uh, maybe you've already seen that we're actively looking for a director of connections. Um, uh, we, we will continue that until we find the right person. We, we'd love to, to grow our team um, in the future years to include a pastor of discipleship, uh, as well as expand our ministry to young adults by expanding uh, some of the hours of current staff. Uh, our vision team also sees the potential for growing uh, our relationships and connection to one another. Um, it, it's, it's difficult to get connected in a larger church, particularly when there are like four different worship services. And so uh, we, we really want to invest, continue to invest in journey groups and expand those and make more opportunities for people to get connected and belong, as well as invest in, in our um, uh, quarterly combined worship services where we'll try to share more meals together and really build community uh, within. Uh, we want to invest there also as we reach widely. And this may sound like a lot, uh, but we've been so fortunate as a church to have very fruitful ministries, uh, just ministries that are connecting with people um, and, and making a difference in people's lives. Um, and, and, and together we can expand. We can expand into our Judea uh, by the grace of God. 
Now, on to Samaria. Samaria, here's the, the pink one, just north of Judea. And, and really, Samaria is not too far. This isn't a, a quite two-scale map. Judea is not too far from Jerusalem itself. I mean, uh, Samaria is not too far from Jerusalem itself. Uh, they're really next-door neighbors. But, but people who were not like the present disciples. Samaritans weren't fully Jewish. Their culture was different, and yet they were right next door. And here at Troy UMC, we, we really sense and feel and observe that we have some untapped ministry fields right within a stone's throw, right within our reach. And we believe that a few new initiatives can, can help us reach and connect uh, with new and different people as we uh, reach more widely. Um, some of these that we've identified include uh, launching a men's ministry, uh, we, we just kicked off our first men's journey group in years. Uh, guys, you want to be a part of this. Talk, talk to me. We, it's Saturday mornings, 7.30 to 8.30, like before everybody else gets up in your house. You can be done and home. Uh, and we had a dozen guys uh, yesterday and a, like a multi-generational group of guys. And I, I would encourage you, really, if you don't, if you're interested in that and just looking for a place to connect, uh, I, I would love to, to have you be a part of that. But also, we have plans to load up the bus and take our first men's retreat uh, in a long, long time. Uh, that's coming in March. So, uh, guys, mark your calendar. Gals, mark your calendar, too, because your husbands probably aren't going to say anything about it. Uh, March 1st and 2nd. It's a Friday and Saturday. And uh, so mark your calendars now. Uh, you'll hear more details, but uh, we're looking forward to that. We also want to launch a Facebook Live worship opportunity uh, for people who aren't able, for whatever reason, uh, to be here on Sunday morning. Maybe they're traveling, maybe they live far away, maybe they're shut in. Uh, but already we have dozens of people who watch the sermon online every week. Um, and, and this way they can be included and involved in the entire uh, worship service, not just the sermon. Uh, we also plan on launching a Sunday night dinner church, uh, a worship service um, in St. Jacob next year. In fact, we're having a preview service. We're just kind of rolling this out and testing the waters. We're having a preview service on November 4th, uh, less than a month. In fact, here at the 9 a.m. service, I'm going to be talking to the camera a little bit and welcoming people from St. Jacob uh, because they'll be watching this video uh, as a part of their uh, experience around eating dinner and having live worship together. Uh, and, and so that you know, if you miss the sermon because you've been out of town on Sunday morning, you want to have some dinner and just connect up with friends, uh, that would be a great, I mean, it sounds awesome. I think it'll take off. Uh, we also want to be faithful to continuing uh, to reduce the debt load that our, that our church has. It, it's, not, uh, it's not an overly gross amount, but it, it basically exists because we invested and purchased uh, the, the ball fields just to our north. Uh, which we've used for outreach and connecting with the community in multiple ways. And we want to build that debt repayment into our general budget. Uh, we also realize that over the next two years, if we continue to grow even at a moderate pace, uh, then, then we're going to need to address some space issues. And we don't, have, we don't know exactly what those are. We just feel the pressure points in a few ways. So we want to hire an architect to help us think through that process of a master plan for all of our grounds and facilities to prepare for even beyond 2020. And, and so we're hoping to, to do that um, in these next couple of years. But these are exciting times at, at Troy United Methodist Church. Um, but again, we don't want to stop there. If you notice, Jesus said not to stop in Samaria. He said go to the ends of the earth. 
And, and th- that means the same thing for us as it did for the earliest followers of Jesus. It, it means go everywhere. For us, it means uh, we felt, our vision team felt it meant developing intentional mission partnerships here and around the globe. Uh, we just started a mission team in the last 12 months, and uh, this year they have a, a $5,000 budget. Um, currently, that's a little, over fi- a little under 5% of our general budget. Uh, between that $5,000 and uh, another uh, $35,000 or so that goes uh, out through the broader United Methodist Church uh, that, that we support. Um, and we'd like to grow that to 10% by 2020, kind of like what we did last December and we'll be doing again this December of giving away 10% of everything that comes in. We want to make that our every month reality. Um, so we're going to try to grow that 2.5% each year. Uh, we're really, we feel blessed to be a blessing um, and that doesn't stop here with us. That's one reason why we're praying and planning for our food packaging event, which you've heard a little bit about in the past couple of weeks. It'll be happening right in this room uh, it'll be decked out very differently on Saturday, November 10th. Uh, we hope to have 240 people commit at least one hour of service, either between 9 and 10 a.m. or 10 and 11 a.m. Uh, of course, you can sign up for both hours, but everyone can contribute from five-year-olds to 95-year-olds. I'd even push that a little higher if, if somebody was interested. Uh, but, but there's opportunity for everybody and everybody in between. Who, who's got the clipboards in this service? Uh, we've got folks in the back. Uh, I'm, I'm looking there. Uh, it's <laughs> we've, uh, yes, we've got uh, folks in the back with clipboards to sign up. So sign up your whole family uh, today for one of those hours. Um, everyone can be a part of that. And you'll hear more about all of these initiatives in the coming weeks. Um, and as you can tell, and I've, I've just been excited to tell you about this uh, for quite some time. Uh, what, what God has in store for us, uh, this, is, uh, this is the stuff, the good stuff that, that keeps me up at night, like looking at my alarm clock every few hours to see, is it time yet that I can get up and share this awesome news uh, with the church? And, and I, was, I was not snoozing this morning, that's for sure. Um, but, but I want to invite you to um, kind of make a, a, some simple commitments over the next few weeks. Uh, first, w- w- would you commit to using your vision guide over the next several weeks? Um, I-, I breezed through a big chunk of it today. Others of you, I- I- I've seen you looking at it. Uh, there- there's a lot to digest here, a lot of great stuff that we'll share in the weeks to come. But, but dive in, re- read it in advance. Uh, we have enough for every person, every adult person to take one. So if you're here by yourself today and you're, you're a uh, significant other usually comes with you, you know, grab an extra one on the way out. Uh, uh, give, give it to him or to her. Um, uh, each of you should take one. Uh, so, so, you know, carry it around with you. Jot, jot down what God is whispering in your heart and invest in Mission 1-8 this way. There, there's really, there's power when, when we're all reading the same stuff, when we're all praying the same prayers, when we're all kind of committed to the same purpose. But in this guide, you'll find out more details about the financial end of this vision and we'll talk more about that, uh, but the, the guide says it all. Uh, and I fully realize that you might not feel comfortable uh, being asked to support uh, uh, this vision financially. And, and hear me on this, nobody's going to force you. Uh, this, is, this is an opt-in opportunity. Uh, our hope is that everyone will want 
to be a part of the direction that our church is moving. Um, I, 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 for my part, I long for you to believe in this vision and to be personally invested. I know I will be, my family will be, uh, but if you don't want to be or you don't feel like you can at this time, nobody's going to force you. Uh, you, you will be loved and not judged, uh, but you will also be continually invited to, to be stretched, to take a next step, to be a part of this. And I'll talk more about this next week, but uh, our hope and prayer is that every single one of us will take our next step of God growing us in our generosity. Uh, that's why we have this uh, generosity ladder over here. I don't know if the lights folks, oh, there we go, uh, can get on that. But uh, some of you can't see it because of the piano. But, uh, uh, but the idea is that uh, everybody would take their next step, uh, wherever it is that they're at uh, now. And the reality is in our church, 75% of what happens, uh, our general budget ministry is funded by 25% of our givers. That doesn't even include uh, people who are a part of our church who haven't given. Uh, but, uh, but we'd love to get those numbers a little closer together so that more and more people feel a part of the, the direction our church is moving in. So, so th- use your, your mission guide. Secondly, I invite you to participate in that 30-day journey, which today is the first day. There's just a short, maybe like two-minute devotional uh, each day. Uh, you get Saturdays off. Uh, but each day there's a little devotional time. Uh, participate in that. Uh, open your heart to God speaking to you through this process. Um, uh, third, I invite you to show up. Dive in these next five weeks. Uh, here's what I mean by that. Be in worship each week. Uh, we're we're going to roll out more and more of, of this and what God is doing in our midst. If you can't be here, watch online. Uh, don't miss any week. You, you don't want to miss being a part of this. Uh, but you'll also want to mark that last weekend in October as a special weekend on your calendar. Uh, on October 27th, that Saturday, we're going to be offering a biblical financial seminar. Um, and, and there'll be a, a special guest presenting uh, just about godly biblical stewardship. And, and if you're someone who, who says, you know, I'd really like to be a part of this, but I'd like to be generous, but I don't know how to make that work in my current financial situation. This is perfect for you. Uh, to, to come. You'll learn budgeting principles, debt reduction plans, basics on giving and, and saving, um, and an overarching understanding of, of uh, biblical financial stewardship. And then Sunday, October 28th, right after our 1045 worship service, we will be offering a, a, a Q&A time with folks from our vision team and folks from our Mission 18 team, uh, just to answer any questions that that you might still have even after browsing through this. We want to make sure that everybody's clear. So that's just an opportunity. If nobody shows up, that means everybody's clear. Uh, but but if you, you're you more than welcome to show up and, and ask whatever questions you have. Uh, so dive in these next five weeks. But finally, and most importantly, w- would you pray? W- would you pray collectively, individually? Would you join in prayer for God to open your heart and speak to you directly about how he wants to stretch you uh, through these next few weeks. Pray for our church to to never stop reaching widely as God's faithful witnesses, both here and and to the very ends of the earth. Uh, Pray for God to open up the floodgates of generosity in us and and through us, and for that to to really bear fruit, not even just financial fruit, just spiritual fruit in, in our lives. And how about this? How about we start it right now? Um, 
in your message notes, not in here, but in your message notes. I don't even have them with me. Bam, it'll be on the screen. Uh, would, let's, let's join in this prayer uh, together in unison uh, just, to, just to point our hearts in the right direction. So this is the way we're going to close today. There's no closing song today. For those of you who are regulars, you're like, where's the closing song? It's getting late. Uh, but but th- this is the closing song. We're going to pray together. So would you stand? Uh, let, let's stand and just join our hearts. On our, oh, thank you. That way I don't have to look at the screen. The first part of this prayer is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So, uh, uh, you know, read this to yourself regularly. Uh, But let's let's pray it together and then join in a, a prayer to God. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Heavenly Father, thank you for saving us through Jesus Christ and calling us to make your vision our vision. Give us power by your Holy Spirit to reach widely and give generously, not for our sake, but for your kingdom here and around the world. Open our hearts to you during these next five weeks, but more importantly, for the rest of our lives as we live to be witnesses of your great love. Be the author of our vision in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, would you send us out of this place not even waiting for 2019 and 2020, but to be your witnesses in everything we say and we do. Even beginning now as we Maybe shake hands with somebody who we haven't met yet. Uh, Lord, would you give us the power of your spirit to do that all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have an amazing week. I look forward to, um, to seeing you next week as we dive even deeper in this.